First John chapter 5, verse 7 and 8. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. Everybody say three. Those three are the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three, everybody say that, are 12. Are, there you go. And there are three that bear witness on earth. Now watch this, representation. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree, everybody say it with me, as one. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place. We love you. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, uh, this is, this, I, I love this subject. I love this topic, first of all, because I, I want to teach you that we serve a God who is all-powerful. Everybody say all-powerful. A team, I want you to give me 27 minutes from right now because I'm going to shut it down within 27 minutes. I may try to do it a little sooner, but give me 27 minutes. I have a lot to give you, and I want you to move quickly with me. We're going to go through a lot of Scripture. I don't want you to take my opinion for it. I want you to take God's Word. But in, in this text, I want you to understand that we serve a God who's not only triune, or tr the, we believe in the Trinity, but He's also one. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He's God the Father, He's God the Son, and He's God the Holy Spirit. And we're real good at recognizing God the Father and God the Son. Not many of us understand that Jesus actually had to go away so he could send the Comforter or the Holy Spirit to this earth. Jesus ain't here. He's by the right hand of the Father making intercession. He done finished the work. Somebody say amen. He finished it on the cross. But he sent the Comforter. He sent the Holy Spirit to give us power and authority, conviction, lead us and guide us. And we're going to learn about that. There's an illustration. I want to show you something real quickly. Miss Brooke, if you'll come here, because you're so cute this morning. Stand right there. Now, I have what I got in my hand. Everybody say apple. All right. I don't know if this is the fruit that was on the tree when Adam and Eve ate of it. I don't know if that's really not biblical, but, but, but this is fruit. And I chose this because I want to show you something. So the Bible says that, there, the, that God is a triune spirit. So if this apple is one part, my question to you is, if I take it and I skin it, and I take the skin off the apple here, and then I take the meat of the apple, which is in here, and then I take the core of the apple, which is here. Here's my question. Is the meat apple? Okay. Is the skin apple? All right, good. Y'all with me? Is the core apple? Put them together, it's still one, but it's still three. You got to understand, you got a father who is God the Father, he's God the Son, and he's God the Holy Spirit, and he's all in one the same. Does that make sense? I'm very simple. But if you get it this morning, you're going to have some power and some authority and walk out of here with a new mindset. You can have everything God has if you just receive it by faith. Give God praise right now. Come on. All right. Real simple.
Now, next time you eat an apple, you'll be thinking about the Holy Spirit, God, and <laughs> Jesus. All right, so that's that little illustration. That's where our text talks about that there is three that bear witness in heaven. The first baptism, I'm going to give you some scripture. God wants us to understand that the Holy Spirit has been sent to baptize us, watch, in Jesus. Nothing confusion here. That's salvation. Now let me give you some scripture so you understand. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. How does the Holy Spirit baptize us in Jesus? Okay, watch. For by one Spirit, that's Holy Spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Whose body? The body of Christ. Okay? So if, now watch 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man, watch, be out of Christ, be in Christ. How'd you get in Christ? The Spirit drew me. Okay? If any man be in Christ, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Don't get confused. That's salvation. Okay, that's you, watch, accepting Christ as your Lord. How many understands you can't go to heaven if you don't come to Jesus first, right? He's the door in. Now, John 6, says this, No one can come to me, watch, unless the Spirit, some interpretations say the Father, unless the Spirit who sent me draws him. I will raise him up at the last day. What that means is you can't, you can't just come up to, 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 to God and say, okay, I'm ready to come in now. No, no. He says, no, I have to draw you. That's whenever, you, how many remember when you gave your heart to the Lord, you felt a conviction. You felt a, a humbling. You felt a, a desire to, for more for your life. And you finally said yes to Jesus, right? So that's a baptism into Christ. Now watch this. There's a second baptism. And this is the disciple baptizes us in water, okay? If you haven't ever been baptized, I want you to understand the need for baptism. I want you to understand why. Now, baptism is in water. Water, water doesn't clean you. doesn't wash away your sins. It really doesn't make you any purer before God except for that you are following a commandment and or an instruction in Scripture that you're going to, I'm going to give you plenty of Scripture, uh, that you follow to say, I'm going to crucify myself. I'm going to be buried in Christ. Now, here's scripture. Baptism is symbolic of your old man being dead and buried. Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, look what it says. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Everybody see that? When you go under, you're burying the old man because you've accepted Christ. You're making a profession of your faith before witnesses, and you're declaring, I'm, my old man's dying. It's dead, and I want to bury it. And then when you come up, you're, it's a representation, type in a shadow of the resurrection of Christ living inside of you. Baptism is also, watch, for the conscience sake. Everybody say conscience. Okay? 1 Peter 3.21. And that water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you, watch, not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Watch, it's effective not because of going in the water. It's effective because of what Jesus did on the cross. 
And when you've accepted Christ and his death, burial, and resurrection by faith, that's how we get saved, now your representation of profession of Christ through, through going through the water baptism cleanses a conscience that has been seared by sin. How many understands when you were out in the world, you were thinking like the world? So we need to be renewed not only by the word, but we've got to let the, the, the spirit of God cleanse our mind, our conscience from guilt and shame and all that stuff, right? So everybody with me? Matthew chapter 28. This is Jesus talking. Go therefore, make disciples of all nations. We know the scripture. What, what, what does Jesus say? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, here's a question. If Jesus was baptized, do you think you should be baptized? Jesus was baptized. Let's look at it. Luke chapter 3, verse 21. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. Somebody say that. Jesus was baptized. And while he prayed, the heavens were opened. Watch what happens. And the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. Holy Spirit isn't a dove, but it was like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved son, and you I am well pleased. So baptism not only represents death, burial, resurrection, not only represents a cleansing of the conscience, but watch, it also represents a identity in Christ. The first thing that God did when he spoke was he says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. When you, go, when you allow yourself to be surrendered to the things of God and you, you get baptized, you, there's an identity, understanding you're not who you used to be. You're God's son. And there's nothing that the world can do or say to take that away. Amen? So there's a second baptism according to Scripture. The third baptism, this is a baptism in the Holy Spirit. Okay? When the Holy Spirit draws you to Christ and he baptizes you with Christ, that conjunction really makes a huge difference. All right. In in this, he wants. Scripture is going to teach us that Jesus wants to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. And I'll give you some scripture for it. Matthew chapter three, verse eleven. John the Baptist is talking. I baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He. Somebody say he. Say Jesus. Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. You see that? Jesus wants to saturate you with the fullness of God. That's all it is. A lot of times people who don't come from uh, the, a teaching of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, they, we've gotten caught up, probably even some of my roots, we've gotten caught up in a, 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 a tongue speaking in a tongue calling that the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Listen, that's a gift of the Holy Spirit, okay? The Holy Spirit is the fullness of God that was sent for us to be led, directed, convicted, cleansed. Uh, the Holy Spirit is what gives you the ability to overcome sin. See, how many after you gave your heart to the Lord sinned again? 
Why? Because we're sinners. Okay? Now, when we've put on Christ, now we're in Christ, that doesn't mean you're not going to struggle. But just like you've accepted Christ, you have to accept this third God head. No, not third God, third God head. It's still God, but it's the, it's, the, it's the third part of God. It's the fullness of God. Why would you settle for a single barrel shotgun when he wants to give you a double barrel shotgun? This is the only way I can think about it. How many has ever went through uh, the hospital, not the hospital, how many has ever been in uh, uh, the airport? And not long ago, we was going through the airport, and we had all the kids, and the, uh, Haley and Easton always like to go, go get, get on that carpet thing that makes you go real fast, and you can just stand there. And Brooke loves to burn calories. I don't know where she gets this, but she's taught me, don't ever get on that. You keep walking so you can burn calories everywhere you're at. So she's talking. She's got me in skinny jeans. She's really got to keep me burning some calories. I don't know how this is going to work for y'all, but I'm trying it. Come on, somebody. I, <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, you, I, I, the Holy Spirit kind of said, this is a good example. A lot of times we are trying to, we stay off the Holy Spirit carpet. We'll call that the Holy Spirit carpet. It speeds you up and does all the work for you. And we try to perform our works to try to keep up with everybody else. And in the airport, it's like we think, well, if we walk and get there faster, maybe the stewardess will uh, give us something extra and special. Well, since you worked so hard and you got here faster, we're going to put you on the plane. For, no, really not how it works. The point is, we would, uh, in life, we try to perform our works we try to go through the motions. We, we try to please a pastor or please a person or please mom and dad or, or uh, uh, we, we try to read enough or pray enough. Let me, we're always going to fall short of the glory of God. But when the Holy Spirit, when we've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, where we fall short, he makes up the difference. The Greek word for the Holy Spirit also can be interpreted parakletes or parakletos. There's different interpretations, different pronunciations. But don't, what that means is helper. He's my helper. And if you've ever been in a place where you needed to be helped, you know that it was the Holy Spirit that you could depend on when you couldn't get a hold of your cousin or get a hold of your aunt or your uncle. It was the Holy Spirit that could pray through you a heavenly language. You might not even understand what you was praying. You didn't even understand what you needed, but you knew the Holy Spirit who gives you all power and all authority over sin and con condemnation and struggle. It was that Holy Spirit that gives you power to be an overcomer. Listen, today is November 17th, 2019. Today is the day I held my wife who took her last breath, representing five years ago. And it's not an accident, I don't think, that I'm teaching you on the power of the Holy Spirit. Because in that day, it was the power of the Holy Spirit that gave me help when I was at my weakest moment. When she was taking her last breath and she was in my arms, it gave me peace to know I know where she's going. She's not going to go by herself. My children are going to hurt. I'm going to hurt. And this is the hardest thing I've ever dealt with. But I could depend on my helper to say it's going to be all right. You can make it. You don't have to quit. You don't have to get depressed. You don't have to be defeated because I'm praying for you. I'm encouraging you I've got your back all I'm telling you is that when you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit he will fight your battles every single time come on church give him glory give him honor that we have a Holy Spirit
and I will fight for you. It's nothing you have to be ashamed of. Somebody said, well, uh, I just don't know if I can get into that tongue thing. That's fine. Get into the prophecy thing. That's another gift. Tongues is just a, it's just a gift. It's, it's one of the gifts. Let me give you an example. If I told, uh, if I told, uh, if I told Sam I was going to give her this, this, uh, this watch because she's, she's been coming the last three services, I'm going to give her the gift of this watch. And then service is over, and I give, instead of giving her the watch, I gave her the minute hand. See, that's just part of the gift. Tongues is part of the gift. We've made it too hard. We've made it into a manifestation instead of who it's all about, and that's the presence and the power of the fullness of God through the Holy Spirit. Okay? You don't get caught up in, in the, the, the little things. Okay? Paul said, who wrote over two-thirds of the New Testament, by the way, which is two-thirds more of the New Testament than you wrote, or me. And, and he said, I pray in tongues more than any of you. What does tongues do? It's to edify you. It's really not for others. But whenever there's a message in tongues corporately, there must be, according to Scripture, to keep things in order, there's got to be an interpretation. You actually can have up to three interpretations if you want to get detailed. My point is, prophecy is just as important, if not more important, than tongues. Watch, laying hands on the sick is just as important as anything else. That's a gift. Hey, watch this. Giving is a gift. It, it, it takes a, a heart of giving to say, you know what, I'm going I'm to give what I got to God. I, I, I saw this at the gas station a while ago. I thought I would use it. Why would you settle for just salvation? Which is good. It gets you to heaven when you can have the full thing <laughs> in the things of God. Come on, somebody. Why would you settle? Come on, Godson, catch that. Why would you settle for just a little bit of God when you could have all of God wrapped up inside of this body. Come on, somebody. You've got power and authority when you accept and receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit through God. Are you going to go to heaven if you just get saved? Absolutely. That's what the Bible says, Romans 10 and 9. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. Jesus died and rose again. I'm not going to be that pastor that's going to have you come down here, lay hands on you and tell you, shikamaha, shikamaha, bye Honda, bye Honda. I ain't going to tell you that until you do it. I'm going to tell you if you will let Jesus, who's already in you, baptize you in the presence and the power and fullness of God through the Holy Spirit, you can walk through the, with power and authority to the fullness of who God is. Now, I got to give you some scripture, and then I'm done. I got nine minutes. I'm going to make it five. Watch this. So, it's important. You guys got to know this. Matthew chapter 3, Mark chapter 1. I'm going to read them. We're going to throw them on the screen for you. First of all, I wrote this down. I don't want y'all to mention. Remember, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit is receiving by faith, just like when you receive salvation. The Holy Spirit is a person, not a thing. Everybody say, he's a person. Okay, we have to stop looking at it as a thing. He's a person. And Jesus said, told his disciples, I must go away. It's, it's to your benefit that I go away so that the comforter can come. 
All right, and I'll give you that scripture in a minute. Also remember the gift of, of the Holy Spirit, watch, is the Spirit, not the tongues. I wanted to clarify that. The gift of the Holy Spirit is the Spirit. you got to receive the gift. What's the gift? The Holy Spirit. And when you have the fullness of God, then you get these other gifts, okay? Tongues is of one of the gifts. I already told you that tongues is one of the gifts that come along with receiving the baptism, but there is more, okay? All four Gospels, all four, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is important because you're not going to find this. You don't find everything because they were written at different times. All four Gospels, you're going to find these four things. The death, the burial, the resurrection, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit in all four Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. The synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Everybody say Matthew, Mark, Luke. Synoptic means similar. Okay? They were, all, they were all three written pretty much exactly the same. John, you're going to find is a little bit different. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, <clears throat> excuse me, Matthew, Mark, and Luke wrote pretty much about the uh, birth. And then it jumps to the three years of Jesus' ministry. Okay? At the age of 30, it skips the first two years. Uh, 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 the third, it deals with the third year of Jesus' ministry, but John picks it up in the first and second. That's why you start seeing the miracles like a, the, the wedding at Canaan, and, and you see the woman at the well, and, and, and so many other miracles. And John picks that up, but Matthew, Mark, and Luke don't. I just thought that that would be a little interesting for you. So we see the baptism of the Holy Spirit, not only in Matthew 3, 11, I read that Mark 1 and 8 says, I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you. Somebody say Jesus. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Luke 3, 16, John answered saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but the, the one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And then listen to John. This is what confirmed Jesus was the Messiah in John chapter 1, verse 33. I did not know him, but he who sent me to, be, to, be, he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending, watch, and, what's that say? Remaining. Okay, this is, this is real key. Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. It's very important that you know that this is the first time that the Holy Spirit descended and remained. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would be uh, poured out. It's actually poured out on Saul. Y'all remember Saul in the book of Samuel. And actually because of his disobedience, the Bible says that the Lord removed his spirit. Daniel prayed, uh, David prayed after he committed the sin of adultery in Psalms chapter 51. It said, Lord, remove not your spirit from, from me, but restore the joy of my salvation. Okay? See, so the Holy Spirit would, would be poured out, but then it would be removed. All right? I just want you to understand. This is the first time that the Holy Spirit not only was descended, but it remained and it confirmed that Jesus was the Messiah. The last words of Jesus before he ascended to heaven and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart. Check this out. He's talking to the disciples. He commanded them, do not depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise. Who's the promise? Holy Spirit. 
You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Notice this in this scripture, Acts chapter 2, verse 37. You're going to see salvation, you're going to see water, and you're going to see Holy Spirit. Watch. Acts chapter 2, verse 37, verse 38. Now, when they heard this, they were all cut to the heart. This is when Peter's preaching in the book of Acts. Okay? The Spirit has already failed. Chapter 1, chapter 2, Holy Spirit's fell. Tongues of fire have fallen. People are talking like they're drunk and these people are crazy. They're speaking in other people in, the, in other languages and they can't figure out why they're doing it. Peter speaks up, starts preaching. And this is what he says in chapter 2, verse 37. He says, now when they heard this, they were all cut to the heart and said to Peter, the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? How can we receive this baptism? And Peter said unto them, repent, there's salvation, and let every one of you be baptized, there's baptism of water, in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? The promise was not just to one type of person. See, a lot of people, some people believe that the only time the Holy Spirit, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit was sent one time and it went out with the apostles. Watch this. According to Scripture, that's not true. Acts chapter 8, verse 12. Now, Acts chapter 2, verse 39. For the promise is to you. It's not just to the apostles. The promise was, is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. I want you to understand the Holy Spirit's for you. Say that. Say the Holy Spirit is for me. Okay. Now watch Peter and John. They go pray for people who's already received salvation through repentance. And watch what happens. But when they believed, somebody say salvation. But when they believed, Acts 8, verse 12 through 17. But when they believed, Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. There's water. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip. And he was amazed, seeing the miracles and the signs which were done. And now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. See, the message had been preached. They sent Peter and John to them, who then, uh, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. It hadn't happened yet. They hadn't received it yet. They didn't even know about it. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, okay, and prayed and received the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand the Holy Spirit is needed and it's for you. Sometimes when we get saved, some people continue to keep struggling and struggling and struggling. I get text messages every week. I just can't. I'm not overcoming. I keep falling at the same thing. And, and my first uh, 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 instruction to them is, are you ready to receive the fullness of God? You have to allow the Holy Spirit, the helper, to come in your life and take, give you complete and total power over sin. So... You need the Holy Spirit. I started with this scripture. I'm going to end with this scripture. 1 John 5 and 7. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. 
And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth. Spirit, water, and blood. Spirit, God the Father. Water is a representation throughout Scripture. It's a type and a shadow. So is oil of the Holy Spirit. Blood, there's Jesus, salvation. Now let me make it real clear for you. If Jesus needed to be baptized, we've already confirmed, it's probably good that we get baptized. Did Jesus need to be saved? No. Because he was already, he didn't need to be born again because he was already born perfect the first time. We needed to be born again. Did Jesus need the Holy Spirit? Apparently he did. His daddy confirmed it. If Jesus needed it, do you think we do? Three thoughts. Salvation. Receive Jesus. We become a new, cre- a new creation. Number two, baptism. The old man is cut off. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. We get the power to walk in the new man every day. It gives you the power. We need the power of church. We don't want to just be another church on a corner going through the motions. Good singing, good preaching, but no power. I want to see you overcome. I want to see you walk in authority. Thank you for joining me today. I trust and believe that God's word has strengthened your faith. Why don't you visit me at darrenfarmer.com and let's do life together on all social media platforms. And as always, your prayers and your financial giving is always welcome. God bless you.